You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, it's Russ from I have my channel. If you're new to channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon to be made of any time we put new content on. We'd like to thank, as always, our channel sponsors. Untuck it, check them out in the description below. And I must apologise to AJ because I cut him off just as we was going to start talk, start the recording. So I do apologise. By the way, we've got AJ in today. How are you, AJ? How are you, man? I'm fantastic, Russ. Uh, it's really a pleasure to be on this. Uh, I'll be looking forward to it, mate. Let's go. I know, let's go indeed. And you were saying, you just saying before we started, you just, you've just been watching or literally Yeah, yeah I've watched a fair few of them, man, since you okay. let me know that you wanted me on. Uh, I've been watching, you know, it's amazing the people you've got, the work ethic you've been chucking in into this, mate, is really impressive. I, I don't know whether it's something you started at the beginning of lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For lockdown 1.0, we started it. And yeah, we're up to, God, what are we up to now? 200 and yeah. something, 230, 40, something like guess. It's, it's, it's really impressive, really yeah, impressive. it's pretty mental, yeah. yeah. And you've got some amazing people on the show. Like, uh, I watched Anton's yesterday, you know, Harry. I've watched some of the older people, you know, Ray Winstone and the people like that. It's amazing, you know. I loved Ray. Everyone says that. It's funny, isn't it? Because it's like, literally, we it with Ray, we sort of sat there and he sort of, we sort of, you know, had, sort of logged on, so to speak. And it was like, oh, he's like, oh, are you in a pub, Russ? And I said, yeah, my, yeah, my mate's pub. I'm here, like, you know, especially for you. He went, oh, we'll go and get my fags then. And he started, sp- I said, Ray, but you can't smoke. You can't smoke in a pub in England. He went, you can in Sicily. And then just like, <laughs> he's mental. He's absolutely mental. But yeah, it's all good, man. It's because everyone talk- wants to talk about West Ham. You know, it's like, it's not all doom and gloom. Um, And, and yeah, it's nice to sort of have a bit of time just to look back. You know, football comes 100 miles an hour in it all the time. There's another game, another game, another game. So it's nice to sort of sit back and just reminisce and go, oh, hey, it wasn't all bad, was it? Uh, it's not that. And they're doing all right at the moment, aren't they, AJ, the boys? Man, not too bad. I have to say, I ate my words with Moyes. You know, when we got him back the second time round, I thought, you know what, this, you know, we got rid of him for a reason the first time. But he's done well. Yeah. You know, I've seen you've been saying the Moyesification a lot, yeah. And he does. He's done it again. You know, Mick Antonio looks like a changed man. Aaron Cresswell looks good in the left centre back role. Um, you know, I've got to give it to him. You know, after the yeah. first, I wasn't too sure. I wasn't too sure after the first game, and there was a lot of bad uh, energy around the club with the selling of Grady and all of that so you know i wasn't too sure how it was going to pan out but we look we got some good results against leicester and wolves you know a couple of run of games that people didn't expect us to get anything we got some good points there so yeah. hopefully we can, we can bring it through to you know the technically easier games you know Sheffield united coming up on the weekend hopefully we can you know yeah that problem has always been you know when we when we have not expected to do anything and we're counter-attacking and you know we're soaking up pressure we've always been you know, managed to get a couple of results but when it's yeah. trying to have the impetus to go and attack you never really know you know no, it's true it's one of those things where if it... You know, we, when when the fixture list came out, everyone was like, "Oh no, we've got all these tough games." But we enjoy playing against the tough teams, don't we? It's like we up our, that, it's like a free hit. You know, when Man City comes to turn up, it's a free hit, and um, and it's nice to have a bit of music underneath. So I really appreciate. I'm sorry, I'm just running. <laughs> and so so yeah, no, it's um it's all good. So I um I I I think with I think with um I think with with West Ham, I just think yeah, it's these one next ones which are the issue 
You know what I mean? Because the, the Fulham game, and and it's happened before. You know, it happens that we always play those teams and get stuck against them. But we won the other day, so it was like you know, it was weird that we didn't play well. But we won. We never seem to do that. We always seem to just play bad and lose badly, or we or we play well and get a point. So it was nice to actually like play not particularly exciting football, like grind a, grind a win out. So yeah, I've got to give it to Moyes. I think he's. I think he's the right man for the job. I'll be honest. I really do think he's the right man for the job for what we need to do at the moment. And um, what will happen in 18 months' time, whatever, obviously his contract runs at the end of this season, I think they'll probably give him an extension. I would just to build some stuff, you know, build like a project, you know. It's a, it's a proper project. You know, it used to be all that all that rubbish, you know, in Pellegrini and players signed down the yard. I've been, I've been sort of wowed by the project, not the not the hundred grand a week you've been given, but no, yeah. it's, the, it's the project. It's the project. And actually we seem to have a project going. And I know I say it quite a bit, but um, yeah, and it is the, the moisification of, of yeah. the squad. He's done it with, he did it with like Arnie, didn't he? Did it was Arnie and stuff. So I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a fluke. And yeah, obviously everything will happen with Grady, you know, but I mean, has he after his first couple of games? Wrong speaks more than that, you know. All you got to do if you get three points every weekend, no one will remember it. But I, I would have been yeah. happy with it, you know. I thought he was a good young talent, but you know, bringing in someone like Saeed Ben Rama, who looks like you know an equally good championship style player, but you know, quality winger. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we've got, we've got the assets to kind of do well this season, you know. And you know, like you said, uh, you know, us winning when we're not playing too well, like we did at Fulham, isn't the common most common thing to happen to West Ham. You know, last yeah. year with United the Declan Rice handball and stuff like that. There always seems to be, you know, there's the 50-50s going against us. So the good teams, you know, they, they seem to get those 50-50s throughout the season. So hopefully, hopefully we start picking up a few more of them throughout the season and, you know, push on. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll push on. And I mean, you know, Grady hasn't really pulled up any trees since his oh, like, first game. Do you know what I mean? It's typically that first uh, game. You know, because they've got because he's a good man, and uh, as 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 a as a guy, he seems like a good guy. And you know, yeah, I thought he might, be able, to, might be able to bring the best out of him there. And maybe you know, there's a lot still to still come. He's he's early in his career, yeah, but you know, yeah. Bowen at the same time, you know, he's come and come and smashed it. You know, I mean, it's not like we're missing wingers. So no. uh, so look, it's uh, it's la vie. You know, it happens. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. people, uh, it's just the real. You know, when the board say. I want the money. We're going to reinvest all the money, and then you're not sure if it definitely comes through. Yeah, well, I mean, it's always been the way, isn't it? It's always been the way. I mean, it'll be funny, you know, the, that golden era with sort of Joe Cole and you know Carrick and Lampard and Rio and Glenn Johnson and Jermaine Defoe. You know, we've sold, we've we yeah. done it before. You know what I mean? It's like you know, we carry on. As you said, yeah, 100%. who knows? Who knows? Rami might be our new talisman you know if you saw him the other day that when he that that crossfield find it on twitter the crossfield pass to yeah, Morris. oh oh that's yeah, some of that right better than what Morris did <laughs> yeah exactly yeah then he sort of double flicked yeah it was mental wasn't it but yeah i'd have a bit of that but uh no it's all good man and obviously you did the old uh thing the other day the old uh soccer i am you and we've had um aaron on um how was that was that fun Mate, that was amazing, you know. For me, I, maybe it's the cynic in me that's West Ham's brought into me, but I, I never really applied to those type of things. You know, when it says, oh, look, we're looking for West Ham fans this weekend. But uh, I've got to give a big out, shout out to my cousin Aaron. He uh, he actually just uh, popped our names down and uh, Soccer M called him up and he was the first call. And then the guy goes, look, this is my first call. I've got to call loads of West Ham fans. And then Aaron goes, listen, don't worry, it's the last call you got to make. Yeah, <laughs> And uh, we got, yeah, it was an amazing experience, mate. I've been watching that since I was a kid. And yeah. to get the fact is, well, I just wanted to go and rep West Ham well on the Volley Challenge. But the fact that the uh, the, the celebrities were Carlton Cole and James Collins, we didn't even know that, mate. And, you know, I've met Carlton once when I was like about 17, 18, and I met him again. Yeah. Unfortunately, he, uh, he did lose all the money. He still owes us 300 quid. Um, but it was a pleasure to meet him again and uh, JC as well. And you know what? I ran into Carlton Cole at the pub the other day, a few, few weeks later. Just at the problem, uh, Sean Wright Phillips and Colin Cole were there. Listen, I'm haunting him. I'm waiting for my 300 quid. <laughs> yeah, he, he owes you some money. He was absolutely shocking, really. He goes, Look, I'm, I'm a place of pleasure for me to take it. You know, I'm used to it. Yeah, that's the thing. He's, he's a good mate. From his career at West Ham, what do I expect? No, it's a good fact. It's, do you know what? And he's, um, it's a good shout as well. I mean, I like, I mean, soccer, arms, yeah, as you said, people have been watching it since they were young, weren't it? I mean, I did as well. You know, it's, um, he, I mean, I, I was, I've been on it twice. Um, once doing, uh, third, third eye. Third do, they eye still, yeah. do they still do third eye? I don't know what's going yeah, on. No, there's the third eye. And then the other one was the week after. Um, it was, they used to do a segment like this was. Back in the day, Tim Lovejoy and Helen Chamberlain, like 
yeah. early da- early doors um soccer am and they did a segment called the stranger on the sofa where they just got like random people to do a football and they just put them on the sofa they don't talk they just wave and they yeah take the piss out of them a little bit yeah, yeah, so, so tubes tubes found out that i was who like i was the one on the third eye so he sort of phoned us up the so basically tubes was like oh do you want to come on the certain so you know it's great yeah it's weird isn't it because you're there and if and like all things with studios isn't it it seems a lot bigger on telly than it is and it's like really small and uh but it's good fun it's good fun and then she said you had some good yeah at least you had some west ham boys in there man we're talking now as well west ham you know by the end of the season if we're still there you know see it again we'll take we'll take that we'll take any any sort of league position in any game we can do tell him him i can pop in a few goals yeah exactly we'll have a word have a word with dave you know if antonio yeah it might be yeah we'll have a go but no but it's it's good in it and i like i do like it it's something fun to watch isn't it they're good boys and obviously bulldogs on it and he's a good lad as well so We can call him my mate Nobs because he looked like him and it was hilarious. We've not stopped calling him yet since. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's a good boy. Um, So, uh, first question, he says, uh, only nine minutes in, that's not too bad for me, actually, for once, is is why are you a West Ham fan, AJ? What's your story then, man? Um, So, my dad was a West Ham fan. We grew up, uh, he grew up in the East End and, you know, he used to go in the 70s with uh, his his uncle who, he had kids, but, you know, didn't really like West Ham or football. So, my dad used to go when he was really young. And yeah. uh, there weren't too many Asian fans at the time then, so like I think yeah. they they started building up uh, more of more of them, and started, he became quite connected with the club and stuff. So when I yeah. I grew up I grew up on the east as well, and uh, uh, until I was like nine, I lived really, really near the training ground and near like Hainault Forest and stuff like that. So you know West Ham's been in me from from early days, and I've uh, I've just loved football from the moment I could kick a ball or walk and run. So whichever club I was going to support, I was going to get very attached to from day one. So mm-hmm. um, I just love West Ham, and then you know I moved to America when I was like nine for like four or five years. And it was the easiest way for me to like stay in touch with the UK and football and all sure. the things I was missing, you know. And uh, we actually did amazing while we were out there, you know. We got Stephen Cup final while I was out there and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was, used to wake up really early to watch all the games and stuff. Yeah. And you know, it's just it's just been something I've always uh, I've I've always been really attached to, and maybe a little bit too attached to, you know. Like yeah. it's every weekend I've got a million and one shirts, and you know, it's, it's something in the family. You see, Aaron, my cousin, uh, he's 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 my mum's side and stuff. So like all he his dad's from West Ham, he's West Ham, I'm West Ham. So it's just mm-hmm. something that we've. Uh, We've always had together, and you know, it's the, the thick and thin. And I'm really proud to be a West Ham fan, you know. Like, yeah, I ask uh, anyone football is universal language and stuff, but whenever I ask anyone, most people are you know, your United, your Liverpools, and stuff, but you know, it's a bit boring, really. You know, I'm a, mm. I'm a big West Ham fan for a reason, you know. I'm, I'm all my mates, you know, whenever something happens to us, like the Lanzini goal the other day, like they're all coming to me and flood to me. Whereas, you know, when it's uh, when it's Man United, you've got a million and one fans of them, so you know, it's yeah. something I wear with honor yeah exactly exactly and you're right and and uh you know i mean as you said you're over in the states and stuff i mean you know obviously we've had loads of the um loads of the american hammers on um and oh, honestly it's just they're just mental i just find them mental you know how you can get up at four o'clock in the morning i mean to be i would not get up at, even now i would not get up at four o'clock in the morning to address them i'll be perfectly honest there we go i've said it you know and these guys they're not just up they're at the pub and it's not just them it's they're like the fresno they've got, they've got families out there. they've got a unit yeah but they've got all their kids and stuff are out there as well at four o'clock in the morning with bubble machines and honestly it's absolutely mental but uh i think people would miss it you know a lot of expats wherever you are in the yeah. world Italian hammers, I've seen, you know, Delhi hammers, wherever it is, you know, people, yeah. it's amazing for me, you know, when you see the comments of people flooding to the, to the YouTube comments or whatever it is for the club and they're really, really into the club and they're not just plastic fans, they're proper fans, but they're just, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Definitely. I mean, we've had the Indian hammers on and they were, I mean, he was mental, you know, the lengths he's gone to try and put together a, a group of like Indian based hammers. is just ridiculous. You know, you know, so much so that he was like, I think he had like, he went through the West Ham official Facebook group on fa- yeah on Facebook rather, and he literally did a bit of positive social profiling and went through anyone who had an Indian sounding name. No, that's hard work, man. <laughs> and so it's like three hundred thousand mm. names or something, and he'd, if and he'd contact them, and if the, and if they were like, no, 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 we you know we live in I don't know Walthamstow or whatever, like you know we, we live in Ornchurch or wherever, he goes, oh great 
do you know anyone in your <laughs> any of your family back in India who support West? You know, it's absolutely mental. We went through this process, but as you said, so much dedication, so much dedication to the cause. And uh, I'm like you, literally. I don't realise it until like people mention it, but I'm always in West Ham tops. Literally, like you know, we just throw a, throw a shirt on and you walk out, and then someone ends up having a conversation with you. Well, not see. Yeah, two meters apart now. It used to be, you know, but <laughs> so yeah, and just right. having a conversation, particularly mm-hmm. the holiday. Yeah, exactly. But we do this, and so we don't shake hands anyway, innit? Oh, it's, oh it's, there we go. That's oh, all you do. Um, particularly on holiday, innit? My my yeah. wife hates it. I can open the suitcase; it's literally full of West Ham tops. <laughs> and if there's if there is a West Ham fan anywhere in the vicinity of the pool area, they'll yeah. end up. I'll, yeah, I'll sniff them out. I'll sniff them out. Same as if there's, a, if there's a crazy person, my wife always attracts the crazy people. You know, they, you know, sort of those nutters on their own. That's who my wife will end up talking to. Um, well, she married me. You know, you know. <laughs> she married me. What's I'm saying? I've just uh, just dug my own grave there. But yeah, no, uh, no, I love it. a special, we're a special bunch of fans. I know everyone says it, but we are. I, th- I really think we are. Um, yeah, everyone probably does think that about their own club, but you know, I think the other I went I, the re, the thing that differentiates us is I hear other clubs fans talk about our fans. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, like especially back when we were up to park, you know, the energy created at that atmosphere there, and you know, and we're loyal fans, and I don't think we expect too much, and I think that's in itself, you know, a quality that we can we can we can ex- we can express really well. You know, we're proper fans through thick and thin. We're not just there when we're winning, and you know, when we're in the championship, we're filling the stadium every week. So, um, yeah. You know, proper fans. It's hard enough to get tickets to the games as it is, so I think that proves it. Proves it. Yeah, it's a good point. You're right, and it, and it's and I mean, we get loads of non-West Ham fans watching the show, watching the channel, and 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 they comment and they talk, they send me messages to say, oh, it's it's lovely. We love hearing it because it's like you guys like proper football fans, and you know, whether it's Tottenham fan, you know, we haven't got anything like this. They don't. They just got they got those those, those twins, don't they? Just uh, <laughs> those two boys and that thing, you know. It's, and and I think also there's so many West Ham YouTube channels that but everyone's you know everyone's evenly distributed you know what i mean obviously everyone watches everyone else's stuff as well and i think we've always got something to talk about you know what i mean there's always something to talk about at west ham which makes it exciting for people to watch yeah man, um, there's like you said there's lots of google channels like i'm a big fan of west ham fan tv and yourself yeah, and just, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm i'll suck up all the west ham content after any game or in yeah. general you know it's just good to see good to, i like seeing you know the behind the scenes and seeing how the players are with each other and just you know seeing the atmosphere that's created by the club mm-hmm. and what we're doing so yeah, there's been a lot more of those those videos recently, haven't they? Sort of those sort of training videos, those behind the scenes videos, and obviously it means you know they show them when we're playing well, but still yeah, yeah. you get this yeah, sense of the team. Exactly, yeah, he won't show that, <laughs> but you get a sense of like there's a real team spirit there as well, and it also seemed to be pulling in the same direction. But uh, I, I feel sorry for like non West Ham YouTube channels like. You know, I've said it before. What what does what does what does a Southampton YouTuber talk about? James Will Prowse. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you can only talk about James Will Prowse and Danny Ings for so long, and it's like, yeah, that that's it. There's no drama. There's no back, you know, backroom politics. I went to Southampton actually, and uh, one thing I can say is that that was a dull ground to go to watch matches at. You know, I was a big fan yeah. of football in general, so I was still going down to some of the games down there. But you know, it was not the same. That really gave me the opportunity to see what we have at West Ham in comparison. Yeah. I saw a couple oh. of new down there for West Ham, Southampton, and uh, you know I just don't think the atmosphere was the same. No, it's not. It's, it's very true. I mean, I I went to Loughborough, so I was sort of bang in the middle of the East Midlands. So you know we could go to we could go to Leicester and Derby and Forest and and you know we could. So it was sort of a uh, you know sort of a, in the middle of quite a few. But yeah, it was. There's nothing quite like us. I don't. I really don't think there is. Um, and that's why people like it. As I said, that's why non-people watch our shows because we're different you know you say you know when we're you know, thick and thin we haven't had much thick to go through you know so it's all thin so when we do our thick bits like when we do a lanzini we hang on to that forever we'll be replaying that for years that goal and too rightly so but um, yeah, mate. i can't believe it it is uh, no it's brilliant but then the typical but then you do have this sort of um other side of being a west ham fan which is the cynical side and everyone has it and it's like it's as soon it's almost like 
you know, like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's almost like a, like Pavlov's dog. So like, you know, when, when the bell rings, you get a bit of food. When West Ham, when something good happens, then you go, oh, brilliant. And then, you, then it kicks in the cynicism. So, oh, Lanzini's oh, it's brilliant. What a goal. What a goal. What a great game. <laughs> We shouldn't have been three 0 down at half time. Moyes out, you know. It's just like it's like in the same breath. I love it. I love it. We've won. We beat Fulham, but we didn't play well. Who cares at the moment? Who cares? We need well, we, the that penalty aside. We would have been one one. So uh... exactly. But that's what I mean. That's exactly what I mean about West. The West Ham people. We're all the same. You know. It's like oh yeah, but we, you know, if it weren't for I mean Lookman, you know, his his penalty would have drawn. But he didn't, you know, he, he was an idiot. So there we go. It doesn't matter. For once, something yeah, went our way. So. Things to go for us. That's the, that's the cynic. That's the, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Moment, not for that pen, I'm thinking no chance he's not starting that. Yeah. And then someone to do that mistake for against someone like us, that's amazing because you normally see that. Yeah. Exactly. But it's the same, you know, we've had all these eight games and everyone's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, we've, we've beaten Leicester, we've beaten all. Yeah, but we'll probably lose to Fulham. Just, just, just enjoy the fact. Just enjoy the fact we've beaten. You know, know, more than anyone, it's hard to to give that commitment to. (laughs) You just can't, can you? But that's that's the fun and games. Right, let's let's move on to this this hammers eleven. That's the the whole point of bloody channel, really. Um, so. Um, Basically, everyone we have on by a couple of people have picked an eleven. Um, so the only rule is is you have to be alive to have seen them play. That's literally the only rule. Now I know. I know because before we started that you have copious amounts of notes. So I, 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 appreciate, I appreciate the dedication to this, AJ. So um, that's the only rule we have to be alive seeing the play. You can play whoever you want, whatever context. It doesn't have to be the best players. It doesn't have to be the fate. You can be wherever you want to talk about. That, that's that's the beauty of, of the show. So, right, let's write AJ down. Right, okay, so who's going to be in goal? We'll start off in goal. That's easier. Yeah, uh, that was actually probably the, the hardest one for me other than other than left back, uh, because I uh, the first shot I ever got was actually Shaka Hislops. Yeah. I was really young and I, I was never a keeper. I fancy myself a bit of football, right? And I, I'll play a bit more like the the Cam Roll, the Lanzini. But the uh, the keeper was the first shot I ever got, and I have no idea why. My dad's trying to tell me it's because I like the elbow pads and I like Shaka Hislop, and I played a tiny bit in goal. I actually got it here just so I thought. I'd you know who who has this? Oh green? yes, yes, who yes, yes. The elbow pads. The green. Like, it's still, I mean, like, I was going to stop, stick it on, but it's about half, oh, half the size of me now. But, um, but mate, I must, like, for some reason, I must have loved Shaka Hislop a lot. Um, I, I mean, you know what? He was a great keeper for us. So. Love him. But, Love him, man. but last minute change, I'm going to stick with Rob Green. Oh, um, last minute sub. That's it. Yeah. Just because, uh, just because I'm thinking back to the memories I have, I can really tangibly remember. And yeah. I think Rob Green, you know, he he was a great keeper. I remember distinctly this game against Arsenal where he was absolutely unbelievable. And uh, I remember there was a season where the first few, get, few, like every pen that he was facing, he seemed to save for a while as well. And, you know, he's, he was a great keeper for us. And the fact that he got to the England team, and it was a, it was a tough time at the time for the 2010, I think. There was a, a lot of competition. No one knew who was actually going to start in goal for that first game against the USA. And it was actually Rob Green. And I was so glad for when he, uh, when he slipped that ball. But, you know, that's the most quintessential West Ham thing ever, right? Uh, he's done all the hard work and then fortune's always hiding, right? But uh, yeah. great lads, definitely seem to be a good character, a smart guy, definitely brought something to the changing room slightly differently from what I hear. And um, yeah, he's just had a good career. I mean, maybe not the most uh, football fan of everyone in the world. And then, you know what? It was really tough because I watched Shaka's uh, interview with you on this and what a guy, you know, what a bloke he is. Uh, great guy. And, you know, I remember when uh, Peter Crouch scored against Trinidad Tobago, I was a little bit like, oh, poor Shaka, you know? <laughs> He's a he's a good guy, but I'm going to go Rob Green. Rob Green, yeah, and, and it's funny. You everyone mentions that that um that's that Arsenal game, and um we had a bit of when we interviewed Jimmy Walker, he picked up. He didn't. We, we no, I wasn't really talking about you know that game in particular, but he picked Rob Green for his team, which like okay, don't pick yourself, okay? And he said, well. He said he was like the model professional and like he spoke about that game. So that on the Friday, and I always mention it when Rob Green's name on the Friday, he was they were training, he was training with Roy, it was him, Roy Carroll, and um, and Rob Green. So that's not a bad set of three, plus Ludo as the reserve as the as the coach. Um everyone finished training and then Jimmy and Roy had showered, having something to eat. They're probably going down, you know, one nine five or whatever the Friday night or something like that for a couple. But Greeno was still out there doing one-on-ones with Ludo like for 
couple of hours after everyone else. And then obviously then come that game, he had about I don't know, half a dozen, 10, 12, one-on-ones, you know, and it just, just shows he's an absolute model professional. And uh, he's because Jimmy's at um, Ipswich now, and he says that anyone, any new keeper he works with, he gets them to watch Rob Green because he's like the guy you need to watch. You need to be like him and less like this one, but more like this one. You know, not necessarily the best keeper. He said Roy Carroll was a better keeper technically, but um, Rob Green just had, had the package. But as you said, yeah, something a bit different, which is good. Right. Okie dokie. So let's put Greeno in. So are we going to play four at the back, AJ? Yeah, I'm going to go with four, two, three, one. Oh, oh, four, two, three, one. Nice. Okay, let's go with left back then. Because you had trouble with that one. Yeah, just because you know what? If I'm being honest with you, I don't think we've been blessed with the uh, defensive <laughs> yeah. back for that time. Um, I used to like Ilunga in that first season, you know, on loan. But you know, the moment he got yeah. the contract, it seemed like all of his talent dried up. It always <laughs> happened, didn't it? It, it always happened. A lot, always happened. We'd get him on loan. It was always like a. It was like you know, you know, when you get like a good. You think you've got a good car, and then you put the money down, and it finds you find it's like a shut and cut job. That's exactly what was it. <laughs> yeah, the way he's playing out of his skin for that contract. But uh, yeah. I was thinking Paul Kuczewski just because of that cross come shot uh, in the FA Cup final. Yeah, and back to his proper West Ham, and he's uh, he's been coaching and stuff, and you know he seems to really like the, like the club and stuff. But I am going to go with Aaron Cresswell. Yes, Mr. Cresswell. Yeah, because uh, I think to get Hammer of the Year at that left back is difficult to do, in, as is whoever you are. And, mm. you know, I watched him and he deserved it that year and he was really good. And yeah. there was a year or maybe 18 months where, you know, the fans are on his back a bit because he was getting found out a bit. But, you know, I think this left centre-back role he's played a few times now, I think he's absolutely quality in it. You know, he uh, it gives him the best opportunity to, like, hang back a bit and get those crosses mm. swung in. But also, you know, he, he isn't being beaten for pace all the time as much. And no. he, doesn't have to, he doesn't have to be beat everyone like Arthur Masuak is doing in that wing-back role. He's kind of... He's, he's marshalling the defence. He's been there a long time. I think he seems like a really good lad to get someone nobs in the and the British core in the team. Mm. Um, I just mm. feel like he's proper West Ham loves it to be here. And uh, you know he's done unbelievable things. A couple of goals he scored throughout the throughout the years have been really really good. I remember one against Leicester where we should well again right at the end where they they scored again they they equalised to us. But he for a split second it looks like we were about to beat him right. And he was uh, he scored some unbelievable goals, some good free kicks. You know, marauded up and down the left, and he's become probably you know, a solid left back for us. But yeah, like, yeah. it's the, the best position for me that I've been alive to see. You know, I heard Julian Dix was brilliant. I heard uh, my dad's told me lots about, you know, a couple other players. But, you know, for me, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, and you're you're right. He's sort of found this new lease of life at sort of late. It's right. It's almost him and Masuaku. If you could like, if you could like, you know, breed them together, <laughs> a hybrid, I think you'd have probably the perfect left back because I think you'd have or a very good left back because you'd have, you know, Cresswell's defensive. He's, he's, he's you know, he's got good defensive, you know, now so he, he can position himself, but he hasn't got the pace. Where Masuaku has the pace, but he's not particularly defensive minded. So one thing I say about Masuaku, mate, he has some of the best feet I've ever seen yeah. at West Ham. Honestly, throughout my whole time being there, he just loves taking on people. If someone could do a highlight reel, I think remember there was a game against Chelsea, we won one nil. Um, yeah, a few seasons ago, I was on a coach watching. I just couldn't believe some of the stuff he was doing. Like he was. He, just, he gets it, beats a man every single time. He loves, he's got the quickest feet for a left-back I've ever seen. Yeah, well, yeah, is he a left-back, left-wing, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah I mean... He was stuck in left-wing the first game he got him, isn't it? So I think well, he's, he's, yeah. he sees more of an attacking side to him, and I think that that's what this formation is doing really well. I think that's the best upgrade yeah. we've had in the formation, is that that left side seemed to be a bit of an issue for us, but we we really solved it at the moment, seemingly, fingers crossed, for the, for, for the feasible future. Definitely, and I think someone mentioned, like, when he was, like, first signed from Olympiacos, I think Masuaku said he wasn't a traditional left back um, he only played there because he was put there and you know okay well there, there we go there's your answer and uh, you know i mean felipe anderson played left back for lazio sometimes so you know it's uh it's even he's been squished there so i mean antonio played right back didn't he for ages as well so um right okay let's put him in uh right let's go right back then let's go the other side yeah, then, you, just, uh, you just actually spoke about him unfortunately you know i'm, I'm gonna do what the kids do on fifa nowadays and just <laughs> wherever i wherever they can to, to fit in the best players in the team uh i'm gonna go with mickey antonio <laughs> uh, which is uh, unfortunate for him because I think his performances and his actual upgrade and his work ethic deserves the, the, the striker role. You know, he wants to, he's been progressing further up the pitch as, uh, yeah. as the years have gone on and he wants to do that, it seems. Uh, but just as a nod to Bilic and that season where he was unbelievable, right back, scored about eight goals, 10 assists, something from right back, whatever it was, I've made those numbers up, but it was decent. It was really good. He was, he was absolutely killing it at that wing-back role. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick Mickey Antonio, which is a bit of a disservice to how important he is to us now. I don't I think he is the most important player in this team bar a few, bar really he like yeah. we look at 
like he's an absolute handful and he's he's bulked up even further than I expected and he's uh, his work ethic and his ability and I love the fact that he came from non-league and worked his way up yes and you, uh, what, I heard a podcast to him the other day with uh, I think it was Akin Fenwell where he's talking yeah, yeah. about what uh what you know what what he's had to do to get here and you know, and stuff like that and I think you know he really does put his heart on the line he works hard and he may not be the most technical player you know I've seen He's done every single game for a few seasons ago. He would pop one over the bar every single game just mm. from and he would uh he does the love the knock and run. But you know what? He's found some system that's working for him, and he yeah. and he's worked hard at it. And he may not be the best in the rondo, but you know he's proper West Ham. That's all we ask for: someone to work his, work their nuts off. And then yeah. you know he's sticking the goals in them. I mean, he's got forty. Sure, you know what I mean? So he's uh he's a good lad. Unfortunately, I'm sticking him right back. I heard you because you know they're. I, think yeah, I love the way I love the way you describe it as FIFA esque. That's so true, isn't it? You just put uh, yeah, Gareth Bale. Yeah. Gareth Bale can go left wing, but you know, it's, yeah, it sort of works. I get the position changes, all right. Um, but yeah, no, I know. And 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 what I think about Antonio is, is exactly that. In that you said about how he sort of has worked his way through, worked his way up, and I think you just get a bit, a bit better type of. Uh, appreciation for uh, for football you know when you work your way up he's had to go through the hard way he hasn't That's come cool. in as a, exactly he hasn't come in as a 12 year old into a premier league academy and just like you know just w- walked his way in you know he's had to graft and play in some shocking pitches and and you know it, all the way from hamilton richmond or something like that he started off at and he worked his way all the way up i just think it's um like him and Vardy and people like that, and you know they really appreciate it. I'll um, give them respect there, whether it's due, you know, because uh, it's not easy. Me. And yeah. you know, obviously that's hard as well, because sometimes you think, "Am I going to make it? Am I going to go to the heights I think I deserve?" And, yeah, uh, he's he's created them for himself, so big up him. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay, centre half. So he's going to be your first centre half, then, AJ. Uh, I'm going to go uh, with Winston Reid because yep. uh, you know, I mean, maybe he's not the the most iconic player right now. And uh, he has, over the last few years, we paid him a lot to not play too many games. At the same time, you know, I think that it's, you're hard-pressed to put someone that has scored the winning goal at the last game with the bowling, you know, that volley against Millwall. And the fact, you know, he's he's just been a, a rock for us. Someone that, you know, I don't think, yeah, you know, from a country that, like New Zealand, where you don't really particularly get, you know, the best players in the world, I think he's been absolutely brilliant. He's a, he was a good captain for, for, the, for New Zealand. And, you know, he's a leader and he was a strong defender. And in, on his day... He was really, really good. And I think, you know, just for the fact that he scored that goal at the bowling, I'd be hard to press yeah. to not, not keep him in that, mate. He'll always be alone was, uh, was worth it. Yeah, he'll always be there. And yeah, you're right. He didn't come from, you know, the, the greatest pedigree of footballing nations, but he's he made his own, you know. And as you said, yeah, he was, you know, particularly in that championship years, he was, you know, he was knocking on the door with, you know, from, you know Liverpool and Arsenal apparently were after him and, you know, st- you know stuff like that. And yeah, you're not shit if that happens, you know what I mean? So, uh, no, he is top, and you never know. He obviously he's playing quite well over in Kansas, sporting Kansas. So, who knows? Who knows? You know, he's he's only on a little bit more than Craig Dawson. So we'll see. That's that's my reasoning. That's why I think we got him on loan. I really think that's why we got Craig Dawson really? on loan because uh, it's because you got Winston Reid potentially coming back. I believe in January. I believe that he runs out in January. So we'll see. All right, Rido's in. Who's Rido going to partner? Um, obviously, we've had uh, we've had some decent players over the time. I'd like to give a shout out to Anton Ferdinand just for that yeah. massive draw against Fulham. That volley, unbelievable, and he seems like an unbelievable guy as well. You know, like, great yeah. guy. Uh, I think if it wasn't for Rio, he he would probably would have been a, a lot more respected. You know, he was in a little bit of yeah. the shadow of, of Rio Ferdinand just yeah. because of the same name. Of course, Rio himself was a uh, be tough press. You know, if I was maybe a year or two younger, I'd be sticking Rio in here just because of how brilliant he was. Um, yeah. But you know, I think I haven't seen. I didn't ever got to see as much of Rio as I'd like to. As I can remember, really. Um, I think he was an unbelievable player and that class of uh, the young lads, young lads there, you know, I think they they all went on to do amazing things, so big up them. But I'm going to go with James Collins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, JC. Uh, top guy, you know, I, was, I watched the videos the other day of uh, his first spell here and that ginger barnet was unbelievable. Uh, he, yeah. uh, he came back even more with Sam, you know, he came back, uh, yeah, you know, like, like Sam, Sam and Ginger Pele, always with that near post flick on header that went in and mate, he embodied everything that you needed to be in a centre-back, which was hard nails. Um, put your body on the line and you know i think it galvanized you know the whole defense at times you know he really was like mm-hmm. a, a big head there and uh you know he's proper west ham and you know when the other day when i uh when i met him at soccer am he uh unbelievable guy what a guy hilarious you know and uh he still loves the club I, th- I think that he would love to be involved in the club at some point going forward you know whether it be you know coaching or just being part of the media side of things uh, yeah. i didn't even yeah. know that he was retiring on that day uh, we didn't actually get because we were outside and because all the social distance stuff, we didn't even know what was going on inside during soccer. Yeah, if I knew that he was retiring that day permanently, I would have given him the pen instead of Carlton. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he was a lot better in the, in the in the training session than uh, than Carlton did. Uh, 
And you know what? He turned. It turns out he used to be a he used to be a forward at, uh, when he was growing up as well. No one knew if he was yeah. a ten percent forward. And I love players like that. You know, who yeah, have yeah. the ability to go and be kind of wherever they need to be on the pitch, but they choose that defensive role because they can offer a lot to the team. And I really respect that. Yeah, and I like players who like like you mentioned Anton, who just like do a bit of work like a worldie, like like volley, just to show he's got in his locker. Do you know what I mean? Just like I can do that, but I just don't choose to do it all the time because I'm I'm playing for the club. But yeah, someone like JC, you you know, he's just yeah, he's just personified of what West Ham is all about, isn't it? And so. Yeah, I mean, one day or something, just something to get on the pitch, you know. Because I think it's like, yeah, I think I think there's, uh, you know, I, it's 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 an obvious one, isn't it? Really, when when everyone can get back into the in the stadium, and you know, you, you think he would be a halftime guest, we'd get him on the pitch at halftime or pre-match and just say a few words and with the scarf around him, one more time. You know, it, it's, yeah, it's it. I think he'd be down for it from what I can see as well. He seems to love the club. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll definitely I'll definitely up for it. You know, I think he put on his on his retirement st- statement that he'd like to wear the claret and blue one more time in front of everyone. And no, he's yeah. just saying that because he's got a villa as well, so he's just pleasing most Yeah, he's just hedging his bets, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh bless him. Right, okay. Ginger's in. Right, okay. So that's your four and the keeper. Because he's the first player I remember seeing and being scared of when I was like seven when I went to my game. Still scared of him, you know. It's like I've been trying to communicate on Instagram and it's like it still scares me. I just, you know, it's like when I when I read his messages, I'm like, God, you know, I could imagine him saying it, you know. But anyway, um, right, okay, so let's go with these two midfield. Then you got the fourth and you got the two. So who's the first one of the two? Yeah, so I think uh, probably they would be rude of me not to put him on, but it'd be Mark Noble. I yeah, think sure. He speaks for himself, really. I don't really need to say too much. You know, I've seen I, he's kind of since I grew up, he's literally been there with me yeah, the whole yeah, time, yeah. The whole time. And you know, like it's Mr. West. You don't get too many players that you know stay stay at one club like that long. I actually saw a stat the other day that in the top five leagues, the uh, the people who spend the most time at their clubs, and he's joint to the exact day is Mark Noble and Leo Messi. I know, yeah, it's funny, I mean, isn't it? Similar it's players, well. I see that similar talents and similar styles of play. Um, <laughs> but uh, to be honest, uh, he's he's a one club man. He loves the club, and I think you know, like I've seen you say it before. You know, you don't have to worry about him putting a shift in when he's on. He may not be, you know, his legs may have gone a little bit now. He's still he's still got a shift to put in from time to time. But you know, the fact that he he's always willing to not play if it's if it's in best for the team. I think he, the fact that we've got a fan there, someone who's actually been there through thinking thing, understands the club. I think that's fundamental to the new players coming in and the culture of the club and the way we treat you know the fans and the players and everyone within the club. He, he's an, he's an icon. You know, I don't think we'll have too many players in the future like him. Anyone, any club can 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 be thankful for a player like him. Oh, exactly, and you're right. I think he's 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 a rare breed. And I said, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, I'm a, and I say it quite a lot. But having a player who's a fan play for your club, as you said, you know, you don't have to worry about him. And you know, and that's and that's the main thing: not worrying about putting the shift in you know the assumption is he's going to put a shift in it's just like is he going to have a good game technically or not he's not commit it's not about his commitment and if he plays a six we put him down for a seven do you know what i mean he's always got that sort of plus one you know sort of like you know he's he's got an attributes card on you know to give it a fifa and thing you know he'll always have an attributes card when he comes on the pitch for us because he's mark noble and uh the only yeah. thing I think he can, yeah, he could be, you know, he looked back with some regrets is that he never got an England cap. And I don't think that's anything to do with him, really. I think he actually, you know, considering, like, back in the day, you know, there have been some quality centimetres to play for England. You know, you got your Frank Lampard, your Stephen Gerrard, and I understand that he didn't make it through then. But, you know, as time's gone on, um, I think he got a lot better during that Pyatt season and around that sort of time, man. He, yeah. he actually, he levelled his game up. And I think, you know, the, mm-hmm. the type of players that were getting caps around then were, you know, anyone playing for the big team, you know, you, know, you had someone like, I don't know, Danny Welbeck, Callum Hudson, the doy people getting, you know, because they play for big teams before they yeah. even got 90 minutes for, for their club. And, you know, you've seen someone who's done it week in, week out. And uh, just for him, you know, I think he, did, he would have deserved it. He would have been so proud as a, as a West Ham fan, you know, to, to represent West Ham and himself, you know, on the England stage. Yeah. But you yeah. know what? I think, you know what? I think he can be proud more than most players of his career as it is. So, you know, fair play. I mean, it's Too right. Too right. Okay, we'll put Mark Noble in. Who's going to, who's he going to partner in that sort of two then? Yeah, so this is the one I had to deliberate about the most, uh, other than you know the the, the goalkeeper one. But uh, just because there are two players I'd like to put in, but I can't with the formation I've got. Um, the two players I was considering were Scott Parker and Declan Rice. Yeah, Scott Parker just because mate, he he was hammer of the year a few years in a row, and to be honest, he deserved it. I remember he single-handedly kept us up maybe a few times. No, definitely once that. I remember that Wigan game, 
And you know, not just that, it was that season. It was what he was doing and the energy he was giving to that club. Um, mm. I think you could see it in his face after every game, during every game, he was with the team. He, he was working his absolute socks off, you know, uh, you know, making making the best of it. Maybe it wasn't the best situation at the time. You know, there were a couple of players around him that were substandard. And, you know, he really galvanised the team, brought us all up. And at the time when, you know, team talks at half-time may not have been done by the manager, maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to give him his credit where credit is due. But I'm going to go with uh, a player I think is probably one of the best I've seen coming through West Ham in a long time, and that's Declan Rice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where is he? There he is. Yeah, Mr. Rice. I mean... Uh, my mates are all sick of me chatting nonsense about him all the time. Because, <laughs> you know what, I see, I feel like Harry Redknapp in that interview back in the day with uh, Frank Lampard, where he go, he'll go, to yeah. he'll go to the very top. Because, you know what, he, he's got a proper head on his shoulders. I remember having a haircut once, and he was in there. And uh, I, well, he must have been about what, 18, 18, 19. And the fact that he played West Ham, I was just, I was really happy with. But he, he is a proper, proper decent lad, like head screwed on. And I think for the maturity he's showing for his age, you know, all, the only reason I'm a bit worried about not putting Parker in over him is that if he leaves, I wouldn't begrudge him over time because yeah. you know, the club has to uh, kind of raise its raise its standards to his aspirations over time, you know. But right now, I think that he's done. Yeah, he's captain in West Ham at 21, and he is an absolutely. He, he's my favourite type of footballer in that. You know, he, he does the simple things so well. You can give him the ball and he won't lose it. He'll, he'll work his socks off. He'll intercept. He does all the dirty work. But for a kid at 21 to be that disciplined and to be able to like... Totally. And he has everything, you know. He does actually have the world at his feet. I've seen a couple mm -hmm. of videos of him, you know, popping goals on F2. But also, like, all the players all the, all the players that have all said, like, you know, get yourself into more shooting positions, shoot shoot more. Because apparently mm -hmm. he's one of the best, you know, strikers of the ball. And then straight after that, you know, you got that goal at Watford and stuff. And that was, you know, that was a credit to him. But he's, uh, he's one of my favourite players. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to be, see him in the England setup for a long time. He's one of the best. No, he's, on the England, he's on the England sheet, probably one of the first names on that at the moment. Mm -hmm. For West Ham, that's not always the easiest thing. Um, no. Probably probably got a couple of people in his ears at these international breaks going, oh, yeah, we're playing in Champions League this week. Oh, we're playing this day. Oh, mm -hmm. What are you doing? Oh, you know, but I think that as long as he stays, you know, I'll be as happy as happy as happy as Larry with him, but you know, even if he doesn't, because of the club, not if it's if it's to do with him trying to you know seek more of an opportunity in Champions yeah. whatever it may be, then I can't begrudge him it because I do think he deserves it. I think he is a quality player. I think he, I think he really will go to the very top. And I hope, oh, I hope definitely. You know, and I hope he does it with West Ham more than anything. To be honest, like, yeah, <laughs> it's it's funny. You know, you mentioned like Parker and him. You know, Parker left and oh, Judas, you know, yeah. top, you know, but but Deck were literally like in the summer, we're literally opening the door for him, you know, like walking him out the door, oh, you know. Yeah. Oh, off we go. Good luck to you. It's, it's funny how things change and people's perceptions change, but I mean, I feel I think, upset, but it's only because I think that you know, it's it's dependent on whether the club is willing to to, to invest and give that kind of yeah, yeah. where you can do well, like you know, like the Grealish at Villa, you look at that and they you know, they've chucked mm -hmm. a lot of money, but not necessarily, you don't know, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to go and be a great team you know you never know it's a lot of money on the players you know you don't you don't know how they're going to perform but it's all about the the club trying to suit support you know what this guy's trying to do and if he's too good for west ham eventually mate good for him let's let's see what he does <laughs> yeah yeah and i think i just think he's i mean someone mentioned it the other day on twitter you know can you think of a better you know cdm at the moment and I can't yeah, I heard you one. say maybe best in the world, yeah, and that's the type of stuff I've been saying to my mates, yeah. But I get a lot of stick for shit like that. I can't, <laughs> I, I, I can't think. It's, 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 I think you got to do it for a West Ham channel. Yeah, no yeah, we don't have any players you can say like that. But it's um, not. He's yeah, so good at it. He's so underrated at what he does. He, uh, he does all the stuff that doesn't get noticed as much. And I think if you have a football brain, you notice it and you can see what yeah. he does so well. Um, just the composure for his age and the maturity of how he plays his role. And the fact that, you know, I think David Moyes is doing his best to keep him there by giving him the captaincy. And I think it was beautiful for 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 Mark Noble to kind of like pass that on to him. I feel like he has no one better to learn from. Yeah. And you know, he has an opportunity, if he wants to, to go and be that type of player that Mark was. You know, this this legend of the club, yeah. someone that, you know, can captain and can go forward. And the fact that he's already in the England setup does give me hope that maybe he can grow with us. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's true. I think, you know, he's not, as I said, I don't think, I don't, Dex is, very clever person despite the fact you know he doesn't doesn't seem it sometimes but he is he's very perceptive and i think you know he knows on social media that as i said if mark plays a six he gets a seven and he won't get that level of of love from if he plays at chelsea who didn't want him when he was 14 yeah, and Frank exactly. wants to back, you know and i think that if he wants to do that fair play to him. but i think you know what he doesn't he does want to play the cdm yeah and he, and he can and he and as you said he, he's this season he's he's gone this another level and i think 
partly it's because you've got Thomas Suchek in there as well. Because, you know, to I mean, as you said, Mark Mark's a fantastic servant of the club, but you know, I'll be on I think the last couple of years when he was starting with Deck, Deck almost was like clearing up a little bit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And he so needs, and he, he, that he needs someone yeah. in the box. I think that's all at West Ham we've always we've always wanted someone who can and that's good because one player I personally really liked a lot of that sentiment role, which I think I got a bit stick for as well, was that Mohamed Diame. Who yeah. didn't do it every day, he didn't do it every week, but on his day, he was absolutely the type of player we are crying out for all the time at West Ham, which is that industrious box to box, getting the movement, making the running so that Declan Rice can, you know, that other yeah. centre can do the things, you know. And we've got that in Thomas Suchek at the moment, you know, this guy covers more ground than I've ever seen anyone cover, and he and he seems like a proper, proper good lad that's willing to work for the team. And you know, yeah. you've got a good team, teamwork spirit in there, so. I'm, you know, I think that that pairing is our strongest pairing, and Mark doesn't make that strongest pairing. But at the same time, what he's given to the club, you can't, you can't take Mark Noble out of this eleven without doubt. Exactly, it'll exactly. be impossible. Prime Mark Noble in this team. That's the idea. Yeah. Uh, it's, loads of FIFA references today. Right, okay. Uh, so there's your two. Right, so we've got your three. Then let's go to the left of that of, of that three. Then who's going to be on the left? Um, right. So I think there's only obviously one choice that we most players will say nowadays, and that's Dimitri Payet. Yeah. Um, I think you know it's uh, it's hard to to think of a better player I've ever seen wear West Ham shirt. You know, sure. only for eighteen months or whatever it was. I think the speech for himself. You know, I don't really want to go and go on about it too much. It was just unbelievable. There was like it was every single game. There was there was just beautiful feet, beautiful technique, mm. absolutely unbelievable. I can literally list off uh, any team and what he did to them. But that goal against uh, that goal against Palace, the free kick, is probably the best free kick I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, I, I still don't understand it to be honest. Uh, the uh, <laughs> one again, you know, and it was like he stepped up to every single free kick, and it was like we're going to score, <laughs> we're going to score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people were were terrified of giving us free kicks around the around the box, and that probably opened up the play a little bit more. But he he raised every single one of our players' games just by being that good. Uh, he wanted the ball, and he and he made everyone look better. Lanzini was the burden on Lanzini wasn't to be that the only player that was creative. He then got to be that. True. Yeah. Noble raised this game, you know, from the day one where he crossed into Czech Piatti, and I thought, yeah, Paya, he's doing all right, he's got an assist already. But then every single game, he was unbelievable. You know, I remember, I just think I remember when Liverpool, when uh, when he came on or something, and he got Coutinho sent off just by doing a Rabona around or doing a little Maradona yeah, yeah. stuff, and you know, he was just on a different level. And I like the class yeah. he showed was world class, and the fact that you know there was that period where at the end of the season they went to the Euros. And he scored that winner in the first game. And for a split, you know, for a, for an hour or two, we had the best player in the world. We simply had the player that was more talk, more talk about. My cousin Aaron was actually at that game. And uh, I can't imagine what it must have been like watching, like, Payet score at the Euros for the, in this home nation of France. Yeah. You know, in that side. And he's a West Ham player. And uh, yeah. we can talk We can talk to the cows come home about uh, the way you left and, and the negativity surrounding that. But, you know, I'm, we're talking about the football positives here and stuff. And, you know, we don't always know what happens behind the scenes. You know, I think it was personal issues and all that all that kind of thing. So, listen, let's 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 remember the good times. And there yeah. were no more. There's not a player I can remember in my time that has given me more good times than yeah. that season was the most fitting way to end uh, our season at uh, Berlin. Oh, definitely. He was just like, yeah, he was just another planet. You know, he really was. And. We said it before. We don't. You don't get players. When West Ham don't usually get players who are in their prime, you know, in their pomp. And he was, and it was like he was just amazing to watch. Unbelievable, unbelievable. And he was just a phenomenal player. Most Remember the assist to Antonio. Just yeah. the capacity of stuff like that. You know, it brought a smile to my face the way he played football, and you know. He was just he, the goals, the goals on goals on goals, and he just he he galvanized that season. It was all around the energy. The other fans were talking about was Payet, but yeah. all of our players kind of rode that energy with him. And we 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 know, bar a few dodgy decisions at the end, we probably would finish fourth. Oh yeah, easily, easily. And I think also I think with him, he was just like I remember he was, and also he was out for a few game, quite a few games, wasn't he? He was injured, so you know then he came back and was just like first thing he did was it was a one of his pirouettes on the ball and everyone's like here we go he's back no need to worry that flair player the one who has the confidence in his abilities and you know maybe not every single time a player like that it comes off but uh but for him for some reason that season mate every single time he touched the ball it was like midas it was the golden cup exactly he just went on it just it just worked and you know he didn't fall flat on his face or anything like that you know it's which does tend to happen sometimes well, um, with good wingers over the years you know on the left i did like matty everington as well yeah 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 he was an old school classic english winger get down 
beat the man, get to the cross and cross it in and made football look so simple like that. You know, he was a good lad, loved the club. So we've been blessed with a few good wingers, but honestly, Dimitri Payet, there's no one else in the left oh, wing yeah. I'd ever play that. Sure. Yeah, no worries, man. Right. Okay. So put Dimmy in. Uh, let's go with the right side, the right yeah. side of that three. Um, I'm going to go Paolo Di Canio. I think it was a pretty simple one for me as well again. Uh, he was uh, there when I was growing up. And the first game I ever went to was uh, West Ham Blackburn, I think in 2002, February. Uh, and he played then. And he was like, I, I, made, I remember him doing the thing. Remember when he scored against Barthez, when Barthez scored his offside and kept his hand yeah. up and stuff. And, you know, he had a maverick style. And another type of player we love West Ham, uh, a bit crazy, you know, yeah. who's uh, got a personality on the pitch. But, you know, he he changed the game. He had a different type, type of ability. And, again, another player that you get that, you know, has a bit of a dodgy history and stuff but you know the that's part of that's part and parcel of you know what made him i think such a such an iconic player is that he was a bit loopy you know but he was absolutely brilliant he used to tear people to shreds and you know maybe the pace wasn't the same back then than it is now but he looked like he had a, a turn of pace but also the most yeah. technical quick feet to get the ball close to him and you know he, he was the he was the talisman for our team at the time yeah, and I, yeah. I, you know that goal against uh, that goal against Wimbledon will always be remembered by other fans. But I, I remember goals like the one against Chelsea when he's volleyed it from about thirty yards and he's thrown up. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I, I love that story of uh, you know when Harry talks about the four four when or something when he was getting kicked out, kicked kicked to pieces, and he goes yeah. up, up the off, you know, and he sat on the floor. Uh, he's just, he's a character, and he, even the one where he got the fair play award for the, the cross the ball in, but the keeper, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's caught it. He's just. He's not your typical player, but um, he's another one that I think we're proud to say we had at West Ham, and uh, he really was something special. He was. He was a special player. Special player. Now, obviously, yeah, for me, Payet was technically the best player, but Di was the best player because he had that sort of personality. You know, he was just a personality as well, and I think you'd go to watch him as a character more just the same as if he was going to watch him as a player do you know what i mean he was just like he was he was absolutely brilliant and uh yeah fa fantastic player um right okie dokie so let's put the canyo in who's the next one then so in the cam role um, yeah. this, i played it because i like this uh this whole behind the striker kind of role which is you yeah. know kind of disappearing from the game a little bit as time. Is. Yeah. You know, we're getting this you know winger and one striker type job but i'm going to go with actually no first of all uh, honorable mentions to manu manu lanzini yeah He's not made the team, unfortunately, but he he's probably the, the team of the player that I kind of resonated with a lot as a player. You know, the way he kind of small stock kind of picked up the ball, but loved to beat a man, good feet, yeah, and yeah. Like, unbelievable in that role. And, you know, I think on his day, he scored some unbelievable goals for us, top bins a few times, and the one against, you know, Tottenham the other day is going to go down in, in folklore. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I was actually really upset for him when he got that injury for, um, for Argentina because, you know what, he's played his way into that team. Mm. You know, he was about to start his first ever World Cup behind Messi, you know, they've got they had a really good relationship. There were so many other players that, you know, were good for Argentina but not couldn't really fit along with Messi. And yeah. uh, Lanzini kind of they, they got on so well. They both hold up a shirt of each other and he got probably the worst knee injury that the club said they've ever seen. And I was gutted for him. I was really, really sad mm. because he's a young kid. You've got to remember that he's trying to achieve his dreams. And oh, uh, and you know for that to happen, I'd rather have him gone to another club than that happened to him and been somewhere <laughs> elsewhere because I think that's horrible for a for a person to go through. But uh the player I'm gonna go with is uh Joe Cole. Because you know, when I grew, was growing up, uh, he was the first player I remember idolizing. You know, when I was really young, and I, and yeah. uh, all the other players, all the other players have talked about you know the talent he had from day one, and the fact that he could do things with the ball that almost no one could at that age, and the confidence he showed, and the ability he literally had from day one was so impressive. The fact that he broke into the team, how young as he did, and he was iconic for me. You know, growing up, I remember having this West Ham hat that I went to the first ever game with, and I had this little pin. And it had like Cole twenty six or whatever it was, Cole something. Yeah. And I just remember, I just remember like focusing on what he was doing and trying to bring that to whatever I liked in football and you know and stuff. And I think he was just for me, he's a talisman of West Ham in that yeah. in that kind of that behind the striker role, that free role where you kind of given them the opportunity to do whatever they need to. If they track back, good for them. But really, we're gonna let we're gonna accommodate for this type of player. Yeah. Gone on, we've kind of lost that role in football a little bit, and it's not like for not for no reason. I think you know there's a reason why it's happening. But you know when he went to Chelsea. He went on one one on one a lot of things and he was he played that left wing role. It was not exactly the same role, kind of limited his opportunity in that in that freedom. But you know, he was opposite Robin and you know he's like amongst a great team. And when he scored that goal for England again for Sweden against Sweden, remember when he's like chested it mm, mm. like Papi Cisse did, where he's just gone over everyone. I was so proud of him, you know, because he had his he had his um career trouble by injury a few times as well. And 
Yes. You know, I think he was, and he came back as well. You know, he, uh, we've had a yeah, yeah, exactly. Everybody goes to West Ham seems to love it, but you know what? He he really was my first love as a West Ham player, as a player. I think the way he played and the the audacity and the confidence and the trickery was just I was so I was amazed by you know some of the stuff he did with the ball. Yeah, he was brilliant. It was a great, and you're right. He's he was he was the last of that sort of free flowing footballer. He says it himself, you know, he's on his podcast, him and uh old big tom davis um he's saying you know he was like a street he was always a street footballer at heart and you can see that do you know what i mean in terms of it so he was joe cut and i think he's, he's i reckon his best time was probably when he was at west ham in terms of positionally you know he could do what he wanted you know he did win a few things at chelsea but we don't really he did that. yeah he did win a few things at chelsea he went to liverpool and little and, and whatnot but he was he i think you know i reckon he probably enjoyed his football more at west ham than he did at the others just because i think we were we gave him that freedom you know we gave him that ability to just be joe cole rather than be a left a left wing you know left forward and that's not Joe, yeah, part yeah. of that crop of young players at the time i think i remember harry's talking about it as well you know something i've always wanted to do is like as a filmmaker i'd love to uh i'd love to kind of get someone to do a documentary on that class of what whatever year it was not 92 the forgotten the yeah, yeah. 92 where you know we had well, jermaine defoe joe, uh, joe cole michael carrick glenn johnson rio um frank lampard you know if we you know i think if you go look at all their careers after west ham and what they would they did i think they, they've, they've gone on to all achieve you know some of the go to the very top sure. of them. i think that's down to you know, a lot of what Tony Carr did, Harry Redknapp said he went to every single game as the youth games to see yeah, them. Mental. Yeah, mental. Even all their opportunities, and they all went and progressed from there. But, you know, they all came from a solid West Ham background. Yeah. And, you know, I'd love to, I'd love, I think that'd be a great documentary, you know, showing, you know, talking about what, what went on there and how it, how it happened and the, what they all went on to achieve and stuff. And, you know, I hope, I hope Harry and Tony are down because, you know, maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's true. And and he talks a lot of the ex-players and they talk about West Ham. They talk about how they, you know, um, it was Stuart Slater. So Stuart Slater, he's, you know, when at the age of 14, he had, you know, uh, Ray Stewart turn up to every one of his games, every Sunday game, you know, at 14. You know, he's like... We don't know about all that stuff, you know. I think that's no, like... Exactly, yeah. These players than what they did after West Ham. But, you know, for the fact that they had to be one scouted, one trained and taught how to get to the beginning, you know, that's... Yeah. There's a lot of development work that's gone on there that's not spoken about. And yeah. I think that's down to, you know, the Academy of Football. We're, we're, that's what we, I was grew up knowing West Ham as, you know, we've already produced great players and uh, yeah. that was probably the best crop we've had in a while. And every, we oh, all yeah. talk about the Beckhams and all this, right? But, you know, it's the forgotten man at West Ham that I think one day needs to be shone in the spotlight. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Yes, that's a great shout. Right. Okay. So we'll put Joe in. Uh, and then who's gonna be who's gonna be the main man? Who's gonna be the one getting these goals? Then AJ, that's the question. Yeah, yeah, there's a ton of men that could have been here, but you know we've been blessed with you know countless fantastic strikers at West Ham. You know David Golden, David Solomon brought some unbelievable players. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's been a few a few wrong decisions over times. You know they'll remember the moment David Dimakeles and the, uh, the David David Dimakeles yeah. was all right. He was all uh, right. I liked him. Other year where there was probably like 50 strikers and they scored about one goal each. Yeah, uh, yeah, but fair that, play. I don't think we've met. I don't think we've uh, we've had the you know the most prolific of strikers over time. The fact that you know Carlton Cole was our second or third ever top scorers, um, but you know I think there's a couple of players that didn't ever reach their full potential. Dean Ashton was one yeah. of them. You know, he could have been. He could have gone. You know, done done really well. Mm. got injured on, on England duty. That's a classic West Ham again. Yeah. Uh, Bar did well for us for that season. Diego Sacco, all of them. But I'm going to go with uh, Carlos Tevez just for, yeah. for the for the memories of what you know he gave me and that I just, I distinctly remember where that day he signed. Uh, uh, I was actually at my cousin Aaron's house, the one you, you had on the show, and uh, mm. I remember we were watching Sky Sports News, and I must have been a kid, I must have been quite young still, and uh, and we just couldn't believe it. Like, I was playing football manager at the time and no knew who they were and stuff, and yeah. I'm like, what is going on? This is the dodgiest deal. And because I was in America after that, I was only on at my cousin Aaron's for the summer because it was uh, back in London. When I went back to America, sure. it was like, for some reason, I had this little like tiny photo of that you know when Pardew's holding it up holding them yeah like, where well, they look like they've just been bundled out of the car me. yeah it was like it was my bait it was like it was my kid I just kept it in my wallet and I, was telling, I couldn't tell everyone about it I was just like mate we've got Carlos Seves and uh it didn't work out from the first 15 or so games no. but you know I think what he gave to us in that season he knew what West Ham was he was passionate and he wanted he wanted to succeed and he kept us up he literally kept yeah. us up so yeah uh, it was the goals I mean there was a lot more behind just the goals he was clearly a quality player he brought him and uh, him and Noves kind of struck up a nice little partnership with the way they were setting each other up, that little chest down for the volley. But yeah. you know, just through the memories alone of that day or when we signed him and and that whole season of with, with the great escape and all of that, like it was galvanized behind his his run of form. Uh, and so 
for for me, you know, he was my favourite striker watching at West Ham just because I couldn't. I was in disbelief every time he was on the pitch that he played for West Ham. Yeah. Um, I know at the same time, I think it's rude to to put in players that have only been there for half a season or where it was really because you got your Bobby Zamora's who you know yeah. unbelievable player in his day, and you got Marlon Howard who if he'd scored that goal in the FA Cup final in the last second when he didn't have cramp, we'd be talking about him forever. And he clearly yeah. still loves the club and he um he's still around. And Carlos, you know, he went on to bigger and better things. But I like you said in uh, a few of your ones that though, when he came back and did this at Man United, yeah. it just showed you know he he was grateful for the time he had us, and we we always knew look he was a stepping stone. Yes. We were stepping stone to whatever he needed to go do in England, but for that for that year, we we had that player who was unbelievable. And he, when he scored against Man United, I thought, no way, we're going to stay up because of this guy. Especially <laughs> after the all the stuff about Sheffield United had already come up by then, so it had to be him, you know. Yeah, he's he was he's a yeah. I mean, I just think he was, you know, he wasn't around for a long time, was he really? But he just made a massive difference for being there for six play, you know, that Tevez thirty two show will always live in my I live in my. Yeah. Um, and that goal when he scored against Tottenham, when he's in the free kick, his first one, I think it was, and he's running into the fans. You can see how much it meant to him. And I think we embraced that, that player, you know, despite the fact that he wasn't doing the business the first couple of games and that. I think we didn't really get on his back as much as we would other players just because no. he had all the talent. It's a pity Mascherano didn't really get a, get, get a game, but I guess Hayden Mullins was playing too Hayden well. Hayden Mullins was, was, was <laughs> yeah. I mean, and to be honest, and, you know, we've, we've interviewed quite a few players of that time, and, and they, they, you know, and Hayden Mullins was one of those players who, doesn't didn't get the accolades yeah really underrated so I was, know, hoping, was, I was hoping uh good things for him and Watford you know when last season when they were going down just because uh you know I yeah. think I think uh you know just as an expert stand man you know you want to see him do well in the future but you know right now Mickey Antonio honestly is one of the best strikers I've seen at West Ham it's just that you know to get him in Antevez I'd stick him I'd stick Mickey right back but I, I honestly think Michael and Mickey Antonio is He's unbelievable. Yeah. He changes the way we play, and uh, he's he's earned his spot. He should do really up top, but otherwise, I would have had stuck Fobert <laughs> right back, you know. And he's <laughs> or John Pantsil, the forgotten man of right yeah, back. Yeah, on his lap of honor. Yeah, nice. Love him. Love John. I love John. He's well. funniest, one of the funniest blokes I've ever interviewed. <laughs> I found him absolutely hilarious. I love that one. I love that one. It's brilliant. He has this. He has this warped opinion of himself. Um, I don't no, not warp. That sounds that sounds really harsh. I don't mean to be harsh, but literally he was saying, Oh, you know, and all the fans used to love me and, and I used to they sing my used to sing my name. Yep. Okay. There was that yeah, yeah. Like, number one is John. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> number two, your best, best, yeah. So it was like, oh, fair enough. But um, no, he's a lovely bloke. So and, listen, uh, picked, yeah, they're not necessarily, I think, you know, for example, Tebo's not like I wouldn't say he's like a West Ham like legend for the number of games he's played, but he is a legend for me for what he did. You know, yeah, that, exactly. You know, there are some players like Yossi Benayou who deserves a shout for what he did at the club. Why yeah. not do better things as well. There's Diamante who I loved as well as a maverick. Yeah, you know, he's and no one, he, no one knew what he was going to do because he didn't know what he was going to do. So, no. <laughs> well, I <laughs> think that's that's got, that's a bit of Antonio about him. That's why I think Antonio's so successful at the moment because he's so unpredictable and he doesn't necessarily know what he's going to do next. So how's, you know. <laughs> Like John Stone's meant to know if he doesn't know, you know what I mean? So um no, it's, no, he's a good he's a good guy. But no, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. There's different players and everyone everyone the great thing about these these things is everyone gets a shout out. We've had about 250 different names from players. So everybody gets a shout out eventually. Do you know what I mean? It might not always it might not, you know, yes, Carlos and Decanio and they get the plaudits, but sometimes, you know, Hayden Mullins gets a shout out or Jonathan Spector or yeah, you know it. Or a Rita Ilunga, or you know, Bernard Lamar. You guys against United, I remember that. Me and my yeah, the laughing. game he turned, he's like, Yeah, do you remember? It's like John Spets, like, What the hell is going on? Where, where, where's this guy been? He's been like wandering around it for Man United and a few, and now he's like, Actually, this defense, he was, working, he? No, mate, he was, he was all right. Wait, the thing is, we've we've had some we've had some dodgy players throughout the years as well, you know. But I, I loved all of them. That's the problem. Like even yeah, he, he loved them all. Yeah, exactly. We had this endless debate about whether Freddie Pickyon was good or not. Yeah, I used to love him. Ice pick, but he he didn't score the most goals. But you know, we've 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 had our share of good players and we've had our share of not so good players. But you know, as long as everyone's running for the shirt, working hard, and give it their all, I don't really mind. No, exactly. And as long as you said, as long as people are giving their all, that's all we really want. You know, we want a team that are going to fight. And, you know, as I said, we've, you know, I think at the moment, you know, we've got a team that, that does want to fight at the moment. It does want to 
play and, and yeah it's a, i said it before i find that i find them a little bit nasty at the moment you know what i mean they, they play a bit nasty and i think why not you know we, we've been a soft touch for a long time and so it's nice to see us actually have a go at teams and try and you know bully them a little bit and stuff because they've been bullying us for years so you know it's like time for us to get our own back but uh no it's all good <laughs> asia man it's been lovely chatting to you uh, an hour an hour has flown by it's ridiculous thank you for having me i really do appreciate it. what you're doing is brilliant mate uh, cheers, man. all the west ham fans that i know are loving it and if you ever need any more like all the soccer Ham lads all, all buzzing to come on one day yeah yeah so. yeah send them my day you know you know you follow you know the details aj get get them in and we'll get them all in we'll get them all on it's always good to talk to people and uh uh thank you and obviously thanks everyone for watching uh if you're watching on youtube look give it a share give it a like you subscribe um if you're listening to it on uh, spotify apple podcast google podcast give it a uh, subscribe as well and from myself and from aj take care everyone stay safe watch, uh, wait 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 too <laughs> to wash those hands. take let me start again and for me and aj take care everyone stay safe wash those hands come on you irons and we'll see you very very good now we do it <laughs> take care everyone much love Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.